Welcome to Dungeon Master Level 1, the podcast about a first-time Dungeon Master with his group of friends who are uh, mostly first-time players and largely um, green players. To be, Anyways, I am your Dungeon Master Merit. With me is, as always, is the Turner to my hooch, my <laughs> lifelong friend, Ted. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Glad you're here. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Back again, baby. Um, before a little hiatus. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be taking a break next week. No game session, no podcast next week. It is the end of a good run for, I would say, a uh, rookie podcast. Um, yeah, Def. That it's, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, kind of a big deal, I would say. You know, that we've gotten, I think we this is going to be week... It's either 15 or 16, um, which is pretty awesome, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. I think it's a big day. Lots of stuff happening. We're very excited yeah. about everything that's happened so far. Um, I uh, am looking forward to seeing what happens, but now I have to wait two weeks. So, yeah, what the heck? Somebody is going to smuggle some drugs down south. Merit. Um, that's why you're going to Florida, right? Going to Florida, yeah. To smuggle <laughs> some drugs uh, and to uh, just generally be a, uh, as big a pain in the ass as I can to uh, the uh, governor of that state, if at all possible. Oh, oh there you go. Perfect. Yeah. You're going to go down there and just say the word gay a bunch yep. of times just, just to really, just really throw. Stand outside of schools just saying it all the time. Oh, God. What a joke. <laughs> what the hell is like? What, like, honestly, what the hell? This yeah. I hate I hate this I hate that this is like a priority for them <laughs> right it's just I know, I know. it's just come on I hate that it exists in the world you'd think we were past it but nope, nope yeah nope nope whatever they yeah. can do to make life terrible anyways I want to switch to something funny uh, instead of horribly <laughs> tragic so <laughs> before we get to the recap of this uh, week's session uh, I have a little anecdote to share we recently got a new printer in the house okay um we had a hand down printer uh from my father-in-law that the feeder tray did not work so you had to use the manual feed tray and feed in sheets one at a time we never it worked fine but we had never done any serious uh printing but now that the kids are getting a little farther along in school and there's more need to scan things into the computer as well um and the old printer did not have a scanner anyways we got a new printer i just set it up taught my wife how to use it i come to my computer this afternoon uh and i say she she says i don't know what you're talking about print it out uh this oh my god it says i have become a sentient being get out of here (laughs) and i just noticed on the back it says feed me oh my god who did this who's responsible who is responsible for that um i said i thought that was very funny laura said i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) it was one of your children yeah Absolutely. No, uh, that's very funny. <laughs> that's actually the entirety of the book that, that Laura wrote. 
<laughs> a man struggling with his new sentient printer. <laughs> oh boy. That'd be amazing. Um, that is very funny. I was like, when you started talking about a printer, I was like, Oh boy, where is this where story going to go? Is it going to have a payoff? Guess what folks it did. And I also like how you said, and this is what it printed. So if you're listening, you have no idea. I think I said it. I think I said, it says I have become a sentient being. And on the back, it says, feed me. Uh, I think right, that was, say that. I think that was her way of telling me she doesn't know how to put paper in the feeder tray. She does. I'm sorry. If she, if she does know, I sorry, if I make an assumption, either way, I should put some paper in the tray. <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh. I don't have any printer related stories today, Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but I did just uh, delete, just submitted another request to delete the old Facebook account folks. Mm, very nice. Um, or should I say the meta account? Oh, mm-hmm. What is um, stupid thing, name change? Like no one's ever going to call it meta. Everyone's always going to call it facebook now called meta but they're not calling it meta they're still calling it facebook first and whatever it's stupid and dumb (laughs) and it's stupid and dumb along like the whole like uh land rush that's going on to like buy metaverse plots like what a scam what is scam? Wait, what is this? Like, oh, wait, like, there's like real oh, estate yeah. in the metaverse mm-hmm. that's yep. being sold. Yep. Ugh, like gross. an NF, like an NFT, digital real estate being sold in the metaverse and other meta games, like things based on the metaverse. It's like this is ridiculous. Now, who knows? Maybe in 20 years, um, I'll be broke and living under the a bridge because I didn't buy a metaverse plot. <laughs> But yeah, well, I think mean, well, but knows? I'm gonna I guess, even, I, I'm like, I'm gonna it pains not. me to think of the future, to be honest with you. It just pains me to think of the future. But let's talk about Anyways, D&D, folks. Do let's tell another funny story. Let me tell you about my printer. No, I don't have a printer story. Um, okay, so great sesh this week. We uh continued our mm-hmm. encounter, we navigated to the basement. We had this amazing stealth advantage that we completely <laughs> threw out the window just because when Sam wants to do something crazy, oh, I can't right. help but want to help him do it. Um, so I'm just going to dive right into the recap. I'll keep this brief. So we come to the basement. We encounter Greg and four cultists, mm-hmm. and they're trying to summon Mendax, the big bad, you the believe. deceiver. You're you not know. really sure. We you believe. Heard, you heard his Sorry. name a lot, and then the rest of the chanting was in an unknown language. Right. So we we presume that's what they were trying to do. So Sam gets this brilliant idea to paint his face and pretend to be Mendax that they've successfully summoned. And we're all like under stealth. So we could have easily just done a surprise attack. But instead, mm-hmm. we just decided to deceive someone despite the fact that nobody was watching. <laughs> it's a, it kind of reminds me of that old adage, dance like nobody's watching. Well, deceive like nobody's watching. Yeah. So we uh, So I tried to like, you know, help him with this uh you know elaborate ploy but one of the cultists saw us and we had to dive into combat um pretty long brutal battle actually a lot of necrotic damage a lot of um a lot of necromancy yep uh greg killed one of his cultists and then resurrected him as a spirit like a specter specter yes a specter yeah i 
was expecting more of a rise out of the players when he did that. Like that seems pretty surprising. <laughs> we didn't care at all. You didn't care at all. <laughs> Nobody blinked an eye. Like you see, we this- were just like we were just, at this point, Merritt. We're just like, all right, what the, what kind of bullshit right. is Merritt in the poll? And then when that happened, we we're just like, yeah, that's okay. That tracks. Let's kill this thing. Like, I I couldn't believe how little any of you cared. That seemed like a pretty shocking thing to see. Like. It's like, oh, okay, here's these cultists. We've dealt with them before. Here's Greg. We're going to tackle them. And instead of, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should have waited around for him to res the specter or something. But it just, like, it did not seem to catch any of you by surprise at all. Um, um, I think at this point, sorry, excuse me, I'm going to yeah. talk while I'm yawning. I think at this point we're kind of just assuming we're just preparing ourselves for the worst. Also, we had just gone through another battle, so we were, like, right. kind of, like, we're kind of like we weren't beat up, but we were like you know we had some limited stuff to do. Yeah. Um, long story short, we uh, so the specter appears. Um, this is a thing that happened that was that I'm glad that it turned out as well as it did because it could have easily just turned out bad. Mm-hmm. But um, the specter and one of the cultists uh, surrounded me, and I was by Barter. And Barter dipped, mm-hmm. and Raccoon also dipped from the zombie. The, so <laughs> Raccoon killed one of the cultists. A zombie appears, and he's just like, I'm just going to go attack Greg. We had a lot of um, back and forth, a lot of combat minutia. But long story short, Barter uh, completely abandoned Bosch in front of a cultist and a Spectre a ghost. Yeah. After watching how poor all of my dice rolls had been consistently mm-hmm. in every single round. Um, so... We 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 were battling. I somehow rolled a bunch of good rolls and dispatched the specter, dispatched the uh, cultist who were attacking me. But I was down to like seven hit points or something like that. You got I think really so. low. I had my- this was probably the closest we've gotten to people being in the really tough situation. Um, yeah, you got. I think I got down to seven hit points seven and my maximum was lower. Max got reduced. Um, and then uh, Barter got down really low, and you very generously gave him a um, health potion, which saved yep. him. Yep. And then he left. And, he then, he, and then he left. I gave him a health potion, <laughs> and then he dipped. So thanks, Barter. If you're listening, Sam, great stuff. Glad I was able to dispatch those two baddies. Um so it was fine. It didn't even matter. But um, there was a uh, so that all happened. We dispatched all the cultists. Greg disappears, and we're like, "What?" And then reappears because he used a teleport spell. Um, uh, we are very scared of Greg because he does massive damage. <laughs> he really put us through I the ringer. Right, got down or let got down to like five, five. hit points. Yeah. He got. And that was with half damage on that attack yep. that he made the constitution saving throw. And if he had failed, it would have been now, you know, the dice might've fallen a different way. That was a half, half damage um, that, you know, I think I actually did it wrong. I think I rolled half the dice and what I should have done is mm-hmm. roll the full dice rolled all of them and then, and then subtract subtract yeah. and div- divided it in half. Um, yep. Statistically, you know, over a hundred rolls, it would probably turn out to be about the same. But um, you know, that was a little mistake I realized I made. I think it worked out fine. Um, sure. Particularly because he didn't actually go down on that one. Uh, 
Also, Lek encountered for the first time a wizard capable of counterspell. Um, oh, yeah, that was a huge, that was okay. a huge. So we were talking about uh, Lek's encounter with Greg in that Lek uh, experienced a counterspell for the first time. Um, yep. And, and, you know, um, I was watching something today after that experience about counterspell and how it can feel a little cheap because it just shuts down any spell Mm -hmm. now yep uh i will say this um counterspell is a level three spell he lek only has level two spells so he is outclassed as a arcane arcane practicer um Mm -hmm. By Greg, but there, I think there should be a different way of handling counterspells, and I'm think I've thought of a way of homebrewing counterspell, and basically it would turn it into an opposed attack, sort of like how you attack someone's armor, right? So that mm-hmm. you cast the spell, and then the um, the person you're attacking casts counterspell. But instead of it just immediately being a failure, you then each roll a each rolls a d20, adds their magic uh, initiative to it. And Mm -hmm. then um, depending on like if there's additional levels to the spell, like maybe then you could like if you're rolling it as, say, a fourth level spell and it's only a third level counter spell, maybe you get an extra d6 or something to add, mm. add to your spell. That way, there's a little bit more give and take in the counter spell than just nope. I deny. I deny what you're doing. You know, right? I, th- I think that would add a little bit of good homebrew flair to it. Yeah, agreed. It, because it is kind of like a no. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I also think that there's one thing that happened a couple times this round that I thought kind of. <clears throat> to, uh, shattered the illusion and I know that's an insane thing to say because I know what we're doing we're grown men playing a children's <laughs> game but um, when some when you're rolling for like a character I think I would prefer to not know what numbers they need and oh, what numbers okay. they hit personally that's just on me um, I think uh, uh, that just kind of shatters the illusion and it forces me to be like okay well now I know that this character's armor class so mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot of the tension out if I'm Rolling. All right. You know um, what I mean? Yeah, that's good to know. You know, it's something I hadn't done before and uh, something I thought I would try. Because um, mm, just... I did say, can we get a dice cam that I just remembered just now? But do we have the, <laughs> but we're not able to see the player's dice rolls no, on the stream, are we? We cannot. Unfortunately, um, I just don't have enough screen real estate to make the above VT. I see your dice rolls. Um, mm-hmm. I Do you see, like, the other players dice rolls when they roll yes yes okay so for when i'm doing a recording unfortunately it just i don't have enough screen real estate to get everybody's name camera their character and the map it just i i can't open the browser wide enough and unfortunately it is kind of a shortcoming of above vtt that i can't get the map any closer to the um session log that there is, mm. there's always like a black space in there, so it I can't get it close enough. 
Um, otherwise, maybe I could, but it just isn't functioning that way, unfortunately. Totally. Um, yeah, but anyways. So that's all. Good just a thought good I had. Feedback. No, I appreciate that. I, that's good to know. Um, because I, you know, there is. There, there. I think you know there. There are times when it, I, you know, it can add tension and drama to like know what you need to roll to like beat something like in like an opposed check or something like that. But mm-hmm. for like armor class, um, yeah, I, I haven't been telling you armor class up front, but if you pay attention to what people roll and what you roll and what hits and right. misses, eventually you can noodle out what the armor class is but i yeah i'm not gonna ever just like be like okay this has a armor class of 16 and 35 hit points right right, right. no because no, you're not doing that either because yeah. i i think i agree that that would take a lot of the uh, uh suspension of disbelief out of it for right sure. yeah okay where were we we so we dispatched greg mm-hmm. after a hard-fought battle yeah greg uh started taunting Bosch mm-hmm. and I very rudely was just like, I don't want to listen to this jerk anymore. I <laughs> I'm just going to crack him across the face. That. I love that. Particularly because Greg was like taunting Bosch about how, if you kill me, you'll never find your balance, which is like your life's goal. And like, I've, I'll always be a part of you. I've planted a seed of, poison hatred within you mm-hmm. and Bosch is just like no and just shut up <laughs> shut up dude I don't want to listen to your crap right? anymore he's just like I reject everything you're saying and I'm done with you here um, and then Greg uh, turned into a pile of ash uh, upon yep. his uh, his corporeal form dying hell yeah hell yeah um, the uh, one thing I so we talked a little bit about it uh and i'll go into this a little bit more as well this was the closest the party's ever come to really um being in trouble like people were really low people were one round away from going down without a little bit of a lot and so I feel like, you know, I've mentioned before, I've had difficulty finding a balance. I feel like I hit that pretty well today. Um, I, something I haven't always factored in 100% is that your characters are very well equipped for being third level. Like, through your adventures, you have discovered some really great items for such low level characters rather quickly. Um, but it's part of the story. And so, you know, I think it all works. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I think I really, I hit the balance with that today. The specter mm-hmm. I thought was a really strong opponent for you guys because so much of what you have was, it was resistant to pretty much any physical damage, right. a lot of magical mm-hmm. damage. Uh, it yep. did not, I also would like to point out, not to pat myself on the back, but I feel like... <laughs> now do it. Pat yourself I'm on going the back. To. Uh, I feel like that was a pretty cool way for Bosch to learn a little bit more about his mithril grappling staff. Totally. That Absolutely. It wasn't just a regular staff. That It was really cool because you saw um, Barter attack the Spectre with a regular rapier, and it not really connect not really do damage and then 
on your turn immediately following, you did so with your staff, and immediately there was a different kind of interaction, and your mm-hmm. staff did full damage. And you right away was like, oh, there's something different about this weapon um, that mm-hmm. is beneficial. And so that, I thought, was a cool way of not just saying, oh, yeah, plus this is a magical weapon, that it took time for you to really learn that. And, and then you also went on to discover um, not only was it a magical weapon, it was the weapon of the founder of your order. And hell yeah, St. Cuthbert in this realm um, was, you know, previously believed to be a human, but you think based on the art and that in this sanctuary that he was actually a gnome because the Um. staff in the painting is the, despite him being painted as a human is the same size in relation to him in the painting as it is to you. So yes, I thought that um, was something fun. Yeah, that was lit. I like that a lot. That was cool as hell. Um, yeah, that was great. So then, okay, so then we gathered up some swag from, oh my God, I'm getting Discord notifications from another server. <laughs> um, looks like some graphics cards have been restocked, folks. Anyway, hey, um, I'm not going to buy one. I'm not going to do that right now, maybe later. But look, here, we're talking about D&D. So yeah. I, um, we gathered up some swag. We gathered up a knife. We gathered up some other stuff. I got my elephant back. That kind of was like the opal from Uncut Gems that mm-hmm. you just look inside and see forever into. Um, and then we went outside, and guess who we ran into again? Ran me. Zand me. Did not get, <laughs> zand me. <laughs> I did not take notes. Uh, we uh... ran into Zand me who uh, was like, what's up, guys? What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And we showed him some stuff. We were like, what is this? What is this? He gave us some more insight. He didn't give us any swag or any any treats. No, didn't give you anything this time. Um, So, okay, I guess whatever you say, (laughs) Zanny. I mean, if you're not going to give us stuff, then what's the point? Why are you here? Why do you exist? It's like Santa Claus showing up to your house for tea. Just like, okay, so... What's up? Uh, Are you going to like, did you bring any, uh, you didn't bring anything. Well, okay. I mean, that might be um, the question. Why was he there? Now he gave you an answer. Oh, he did. Yeah. He said he was there to get wine that made by the monks to trade. Right. Make, of course. They make a, yes. a, a nice vintage that he yeah. barters for. And then and someone, trades. yeah. And someone was like, Hey, can, did you bring your like stuff that you're fermenting? And I was like, no, I didn't bring my fermentation. <laughs> equipment all the way up to this like big battle with my arch nemesis up this mountain through a jungle up this mountain (laughs) so we showed him some stuff by this point right was about half a bottle of bourbon down and he was feeling really really reckless he was like i'm just gonna i'm just i'm here to mess shit up mm -hmm. i'm gonna go dump on that ship again and he just flew away but as he was about to i was like wait a minute what if we showed zanmi some of the stuff that we got then he was like oh yeah sorry okay hold on so then we showed him the dagger that we took off of Greg. And yep. it's not actually a dagger. It's a key. <gasps> Whoa. You, no, you got that wrong. It's just a dagger. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is. We a just dag- played. Also, I just had to say, we played yesterday, and I already forgot half yeah. the stuff that happened. It is a regular dagger. There is also a key to the ship that was there when you arrived. It was two separate items. Those are two separate items. Two separate items. Okay, so that's all exciting. Um, Lek flew up into the air to try to, 
I, I don't know what he was going to try to do. He I, was, I, he by just, this point, it was just kind of like, just go do your thing. Yeah. Like, um, it was the end of the sleep session. Sleep it off. Yeah, it was pretty much the end of the session. But right. his uh, drunken impulsiveness actually surprised me and saved you guys. Because the way I first saw it plain is you all work your way down the mountain through the jungle. You step out of the jungle onto the dock and you were going to be surrounded by troops that had arrived on this gigantic carrier, even bigger than the ship you guys travel on. The ship you right. guys travel on is gone, chased off by it. And, um, you, you know, that was where we were going to end the session. But instead, Lech flew up to go see the ship. You know, f he, he felt yeah. the reason to do that. And he was able to spot that your ship was gone and this other huge carrier had arrived. And the, the troops are starting to march off of it. And uh, you guys are now in a far better situation than you would have been. Well, um, you say that now. Just wait till next time we play. And Sam is like, okay, cool. I have an amazing idea. Let me put on a disguise and this will work perfectly. Right. Um, you might, I you think might, I'm probably just going to hide, yeah. to be honest with you. Bosch um, might want to have a uh, conversation about combat tactics with... <laughs> <laughs> with some of his crew because your your assassin rogue tried to put on a disguise to pretend to be a demon oh uh, boy your healer immediately left everybody and ran to the far end of the room to take on the boss by himself um, oh boy your i'd say that your barbarian did the right thing and went after a guy right away and you know was uh chopping the uh the weaker people down and taking hits and holding the line um and then poor poor bosh surrounded by a uh, specter and a cultist on each side yeah left, i think i think bosh is just gonna hide and uh and just separate himself from the rest of the game for yeah i mean you're you guys will have a uh not to give you a little bit of a uh, time it's gonna give you a little uh you're gonna have a little bit of time to decide what action to take and you may come up with something new but the way i see it is you can uh surrender run into the jungle to hide or run back up into the uh monastery to see what you might be able to do up there but you guys are through two combat heavy combat encounters you are yep. running low on your abilities you're running low on health bosh yep. has reduced max health uh, yep. from the specter um so yeah it's um it's not looking great it's not looking great we'll, right? uh, we'll figure something out i guess yeah. maybe we'll see um but yeah that was the end of the session great sesh yeah i'm sad we won't be able to join next week but that's fine we're taking yeah. next week off all little going on a little family trip so uh mm -hmm. you know once again the uh greatest enemy of the adult D, &D campaign real life rears its wonderful head and uh, oh i thought you were gonna years. say uh i thought you were gonna say vladimir putin <laughs> yeah well that's the world's greatest enemy right now um <laughs> but uh oh what i was gonna say is with going back to uh lack flying and spotting the trap ahead of time i continually understand more and more why dms put a ban on aarakocra that free flying um is problematic now i i you know i'm working i'm working out ways to uh mitigate that and 
put him in situations where he can still use it, but it's not as advantageous as just like permanently being right. 50 feet in the air. Um, yeah. Bird, bird people like, I don't know. I, it seems like it, it's kind of, I always like want to lean away from the ultra rare, like newer races yeah. because I'm just like, what are we doing? Like Dragonborn, for example, <clears throat> or like Tieflings. They're cool and stuff, but I'm just like, it's not my play style. Sure, yeah. Also, totally. I have a really raspy voice right now. <laughs> well, you know, I really, <clears throat> I think you can do some really cool ideas with um, Dragonborn and Tiefling, and they're not as problematic as the Aarakocra. The air, the ability to just fr- free fly forever is right. Um, pretty difficult. Uh, but yeah, it so that's why what we did with Lek is we he he can't stay completely airborne while wearing his heavy armor. He can move through the air, but he's got to land at the end of his turn. Um, so yeah, but it it I think we're making it work, and we're I'll, it's yeah. you know it's my job to design um, encounters that challenge him with his flight. Um, so, you know, we're, uh, we'll see how that continues to go. Um, but yeah, there you go. There, there you go. Um, um, I was just curious. I'm looking at a D and D beyond right now. And I was curious, like, I wonder what, um, like just what some of the things you can do when you like create a new character, just like mm-hmm. how you can do it. And you can just like create a completely random character, Yeah, which I think is awesome but also what a what a crapshoot that <laughs> just be, be like i'm gonna play yeah. but we all have to play completely random that characters we're not be allowed like a to really like... fun like short campaign or one shot sort of a deal where it's just like okay this is gonna be a five session campaign uh and you all have to just hit that random character generator and yep. that's what you, and then you can like create your backstory based on the race mm-hmm. and class that you get um but that would be really fun. Maybe we'll do that some point down the line. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say, though, about I actually have two great character ideas that I based on a dragonborn and a tiefling. Um, one is a so dragonborn have fire breath or ice breath or something, depending on their color, yeah. which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the idea of a dragonborn wizard who was born with non-functioning... This is kind of similar to Lek. Born with non-functioning wings, which basically like sort of makes him an outcast from his people because, you know, it's a physical abnormality and therefore people are going to be jerks about it. Um, sure. And then, so he dedicates his life to studying magic to figure out a way to make them functional. Um, ah. So, like, that's sort of like his his reason for uh adventuring and uh i thought that would be kind of cool and then my idea for a uh tiefling character is so tieflings are there's a prejudice against them that because they come from a uh demonic line typically people view them as being evil now you do not have to play it that way there are good tieflings obviously but i have the idea for a tiefling that somehow was like wanted to be evil but was somehow cursed mm. in, cursed by, into being a paladin to a lawful good god 
and every time for some reason in my head this one's female is every time she resists doing what's considered the good just lawful thing she experiences like physical discomfort like oh that's like fun. like an urge that she can't resist so she doesn't like being good but she has to be good and that's kind of how i feel in real life every time i do something nice i'm just like Ugh, why did i do that that yeah, sucks exactly exactly <laughs> yeah that like warm fuzzy feeling that you get when you like say something nice and you're like oh ugh, i don't like it at all yeah that would be uh amazing um so yeah th- those are my ideas cool i had one other idea i don't know if we should do this now or save it for we'll we'll do it now uh, maybe we could do it with a uh off how about this so tell me what the idea is and based on how good i think it is i'll tell you if you, we right. should have waited until next time <laughs> here's what i'm here's what i'm gonna say if you were a D class you could and race if you wanted to pick what you could be like mm. in sort of like a uh, ready player one what would your avatar be if it was a D themed like what if you your race your class what would you want to be all right hold on let me i gotta look and see what the options are here mm-hmm. um race and class right okay yeah. so let's do this okay loading up D beyond let's say not a, not a bad idea to look that that can be helpful yeah sort of let's going do this choose a race okay so let's see who me as a person who I identify yeah, with? Like, it, like it, you, Ted, are leaving your body and can become a new being uh, in the world of D anD D as an adventurer. What would you be? Like what I would want to be, or what I would identify most as? Why don't we? Why don't you do both? Um, what I would probably be would probably be a sarcastic dwarf. Um, just, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. working with my hands and I don't like socializing. <laughs> um, some sort of dwarf, a sarcastic, yeah. a sarcastic, uh, dwarf who, um, uh, th- uh, thinks he's a lot funnier than he actually is. And then, um, <laughs> I, if I could choose anything, I'd probably want to be like, uh, I don't know. Half work could be fun half work um i kind of like half works they're kind of like gnarly they're kind of chaotic i like the chaotic yeah and as far as class goes what i would probably be would be like um mm, probably would be like uh, probably like a wizard Mm. if like a dwarf wizard or something um although yeah Something that would be like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a dwarf cleric might be more be more like it. And then, as far as what I would aspire to do, I would probably be like, uh, I was like druids. I think druids are cool. Druids are probably cool. do druid. Druids yeah. are very cool. Um, I would say, in reality, I would probably be like a half orc barbarian okay um i think you know i work on it every day of keeping <laughs> my temper in check uh-huh yeah staying calm so I let me ask you that, this uh, do you do you drink coffee i do you know what i think I that has a big effect on it folks 
I'm just gonna. You heard it here first. The more caffeine I drink, the more irritable I become. See, um, I am extremely irritable if I have not had any. Right, but that's it, what we call withdrawal, folks. It is withdrawal. It is. I think if I could get clean, I'd probably be all right. And I'll tell you this: I made it through being a greenskeeper getting to work at 4 30 in the morning in high school <laughs> i remember when you had this job yeah going through um college getting exposed to who knows what kind of chemicals who doing knows that what kind too, of chemicals. By the way, folks. um i didn't deal with a lot of chemicals i mostly just cut lawn i know you're still out there with the chemically grass but i didn't like spray fertilizers or anything um okay fortunately uh but so i made it through doing that job getting through college getting through the job where I was a uh, news story writer, getting to work at 6 a.m. in D.C. Beltway traffic. Um, all of those without drinking coffee. Children made me start drinking coffee. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really? I only started drinking coffee once I had kids and was like up late with them and had to get up early and go to work again. That that was what finally put me on the habit. Dang. Um, but do you ever get do you ever get down with tea? Do you ever do tea? Oh, I, like uh, I only drink coffee in the morning, and once I've had like I'd say two or three cups throughout the morning, I switch to tea in the afternoon. I prefer tea by a lot, um, but I need I need the stronger stuff to get going in the morning. Mm, um, I don't yeah, even yeah. I don't even really like it. Uh, you know, it's I think it, it if it's good, it can be really good, but typically it's not really my thing i'd prefer tea but i really need need the coffee in the morning um so yeah what i think i would be is just like a human orc maybe goliath barbarian um i think what i would really like to be is like honestly uh finn from the campaign like a either a elf or dwarf uh swashbuckling rogue you know quick quick witted um not necessarily the strongest fighter but able to hold his own uh and just sort of a a free adventurer i think Mm -hmm. would be a lot of fun um not and not like a a thief or a law-breaking rogue just sort of like the you know cuts his own path so yeah i I like that yeah um i love that that's great um you know what? I like that. I like that. I think we should start doing that for every yeah. guest that we have. Yeah. So when we inevitably have um, uh, Guy Gax on to talk about creating um, D&D, we will the, ask the him. The ghost of Gary Guy Gax will perform a yeah. seance. Oh, dang. Is he, is he dead? Yeah, he's Damn been it. dead for like eight years. Oh, sorry, Gary. R.I.P. <laughs> no, he's been dead for like 15 years. Yeah. Dang. It's been a while. Wow. Sorry, well, Gary. <laughs> no, it's okay. What a legend. That guy was a legend. Okay. Okay. Ted, Ted, sorry, your your audio is getting all screwy again. I know you didn't. I think it's just a internet connection over the going cross country tonight. So, so I think that's uh where we're gonna call it on that note with uh <laughs> with the audio taking a crap. So thank you for. Uh, <laughs> I can't understand a single word you're saying, man. I am a robot. 
there you go. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and sticking through those difficulties. I hope you all have a great uh, rest <laughs> week uh, and see you again soon. If you and- listen to this whole episode, DM Merritt on Twitter, at the Irish Roger, <laughs> and uh, we'll send you a gift card to TGI Fridays. Yeah. No, we won't do that. <laughs> well, we I didn't say how much it. the gift card's going to be. <laughs> But uh, thank you for listening to Dungeon Master Level 1. I am your Dungeon Master Merit, and with me is the Turner to my Hooch, Ted. And we will talk to you again soon. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.